You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I love your dance. You're doing the chicken dance. Yeah. Very animal-heavy episode of the editing bay tonight. I sing that song uh, with lyrics to my daughter. The chicken dance? How does it go? What are the lyrics? First you do your hands like this, then you do your arms like this, then you wiggle to the ground, clap, 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 then you do your hands like this. That's how she's, I've taught her the She's going to go to every wedding in her life being like, I don't know why nobody else sings the song. Why does nobody else sing the words? <laughs> Come on, everybody! <laughs> if my daughter becomes a wedding singer... <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be off the fucking chain. Uh, yeah, Coming so soon to an episode of the editing. Day. How's your week? The, the wedding. The, no, no, no. We won't me, do that. Please don't make me watch. It's that. It's been a while since we did an Adam please Sandler don't movie. Don't make me watch. Not that. since Pixels have we done an Adam Sandler film. Have right? we not done another one since then? No, I don't think so. No, I think you're right. No, time. Is... We have to do Jack and Jill. Uh, oh, is that what the one he gets in drag? Yeah, dude. Did you? No. That's they put that with the footage from Hardcore. They, they totally did a whole clip of George C. Scott watching that trailer. Oh, no, that's hilarious. And he's like, turn, turn it off. Turn it off. Uh, good I, sh- I showed that to Tess last week. He'd never heard of the movie Hardcore. You know, I was thinking, where is Tess? Oh, he's, Where has he been? Well, because of the schedule mm-hmm. with rehearsals and stuff, mm-hmm. we've been recording late. We have. So he hasn't been able to join us. <laughs> Not like tonight, right? I, I we started, was, well, we started oh, so nine. early this at 930 Dude, remember yeah. last week when we started at fucking midnight? I do. I didn't do. Start, didn't my end wife. Until 2 my wife remembers. My wife. My wife. Uh, no, so he wants to join us. We talked about it. In fact, I had a talk with him where I was like, dude, look, if this is something you don't want to do, <laughs> like, you could straight up tell me. Nah, I'm cool. But, like, yeah, nah, dog. <laughs> I try to do his. <laughs> Try to do his voice. That's racist. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. Um, no, I-, I love Tess, and I really wish that he I would be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, because we had talked, and I was like, you know, I'd really love to kind of condition him yeah. to fill in for me when I can't be here with, like, the growing responsibilities with the kids, uh, with work. So it would be nice to have someone that can just kind of, you know, he could jump in, yeah. and you don't have to worry about, like, we're gonna, I'm going to record an intro for an old episode. And, <laughs> it's uh, been a while since we've done that. It's it's fine. I can't believe we didn't have to do that during rehearsal. But well, all that to say, well. he wants to join us. He had he watched the movie, even. This one? Yeah, Wolf? Oh. He watched Wolf. And oh, Tess, I'm so guess, sorry, buddy. I guess he was not able to make it. It's too bad. Uh, He's still vomiting it's from okay. uh, the film. Bro, bro, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But you, first, how's your week? My week was crazy, man. You went to Chicago. Once again in Chicago, doing a big uh, commercial shoot there. Uh, went swimmingly. Yeah. Weather cooperated. After all that we've been good through. Good location, good casket crew. I will make it up to you. Oh, the band Chicago. I, see I promised. Yeah. I am the man. That's not Chicago. That's it's, Solo Satera. It's basic. Listen, once you're a member of the band, you can, I, like nah, I said, dude. I do the no. same thing with Phil Collins no, and Genesis. Dude, that's Any Phil Collins song is a Genesis bullshit. song. Bullshit. Yeah. Same thing with Peter In Cetera. the Air Tonight is not, not a Genesis song. Who's the guy who does the uh, sledgehammer? That's uh, Peter Gabriel. Peter, the other Peter. There you go. <laughs> the other Peter. There's only two Peters. Uh, we all no, know that. Dude, that would be like saying that Crazy Train is a Black Sabbath song because it's Ozzy. No. It's 50%. That would, be, that would be like saying Band on the Run is a Beatles song. Ooh, okay. Well, I, yes, I do uh, draw the line at the Beatles. Yeah? Because none of their solo stuff ever sounded like their band stuff. Yeah, I think so. The Beatles stuff. No, dude. Fucking <laughs> George... 
Chris, a silly little love songs. Harrison. George Harrison? Is that yeah. the guy's name? Uh-huh. That's his name. Went off and did... Uh, yeah, I got my mindset on you. Got sued you for uh, I got fucking my stealing other you. people's music. Dude, did you know George Harrison? Paul McCartney's the only the, one the who actually The video for that song, My Heart Set on the You. The real talent of the Beatles. The video the featured uh, Alexis Denisoff from uh, Buffy and, no way. and Angel fame. Yeah. How young was he? He was very young, and he's doing like one of those claw machines or whatever throughout the entire video. <laughs> and I'm like... That's fucking Alexis Denisoff. Isn't it great to go back and like see like Paul Rudd in that Super Nintendo commercial? Oh, for sure. Pretending to play Pilot Wings kinda and like, enjoying himself. You know what? Kind of like the movie that we're about to talk about tonight. But we'll oh. get to that. Oh, that's right. We'll get to that. AJ? So, uh, <laughs> yes. And also, DS. Who's DS? You missed him? Oh, no. You missed him? David Spade is in this no. movie? Jesus. <laughs> the great David Spade. Uh, that would be Sir David Spade. <laughs> You know, that guy I was talking, did we talk about this last week? Probably. Tess and I were talking at work. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Mm-hmm. When do you think he was knighted? <laughs> <laughs> right around the time he declared that he liked big butts. Was he just Mix-a-Lot? Well, it's because... Was he Lord Mix-a-Lot because until he, he got his title? He got his saint, uh, his knighthood because he cannot lie. Will he be a saint? Oh, <laughs> Are you saying Saint, saint, saint Mix-a-Lot? <laughs> when he dies, God willing. <laughs> Your mouth to God's ears. God willing. <laughs> We just hope so. Uh, We've got to hope. Um, hope flips. Yeah, so any movies? Movies, yes. Did watch a movie. Uh, bring it so on, bring it on, bring it on. We are uh, officially... Joe, it's the first day of October as hey. we're sitting here recording this. <laughs> Cinema Verite. <laughs> Good autumn to you, sir. Uh, Good autumn to you. <laughs> it's like uh, officially like Halloween season. It's so. official. <laughs> We've been watching a lot of Halloween movies. I don't know why October means Dutch. <laughs> yeah, I know. His Faja. Welcome to October. His Masha and his Faja. His Faja. Listen to our Austin Powers in Gold Number episode from it's much better than year, right? just, much better than just watching the movie. Just just listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah, well, I could say that for half of the movies that we've reviewed on this but year podcast. But not American Ninja. No, uh, but maybe tonight's movie. Maybe. Uh, it cert- will certainly be shorter. Certainly. Tonight's movie. Um, so anyway, Halloween movies... We've uh, we've made a pact, Jenna and I, a blood oath. Yeah, where uh, we're gonna watch watching a, a scary, or not necessarily a scary movie, but a, a Halloween themed movie. Uh, we're gonna try and do one one a day, one one a day. And if that means we have to do two in one day, if we skip one, uh, then so be it. But um, we've already begun, and we began this past weekend with uh, the Box Trolls, the Leica stop motion animation. One eight hundred five eight hundred Tom. That's one eight hundred five eight hundred Tom Leica. Not Tom. <laughs> Not Tom like Dump it. that box troll. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. I want to, man. What if he did a voice in a like that film? Would That'd be, be amazing. Amazing. I'm a big Sasquatch. He's the missing link. <laughs> I'm gonna throw Hugh Jackman out of this pit. Move over, Zach. Galifianakis. Blow me up, Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom Like a show. Uh, like a what? Carline. <laughs> Carline's just a bitch. <laughs> Oh god. Uh anyway. <laughs> uh no, so you watched the box trolls. Watched the box I trolls. I thought you were gonna tell me about a new movie you watched. But it is a new movie to tell us. Tell me about a movie that me no. and Jeff already talked about what? on a previous episode you of did? the Editing Bay channel. You did yep, the box trolls? Afternoon Delight. We did the box trolls. You're kidding, I didn't know that. It was the first like a movie I'd ever seen. Really? Interesting. Okay, oh, so you still I'd, haven't seen Coral. I yeah. had experienced that whole thing at the end, the end credits where they showed yeah. like the end. Isn't and that I was cool? like, Holy fuck, that's amazing. And I think you even said you're like, they do that at the end of all their movies. That it started with that one and they've uh, carried it on to uh, the mentioned missing link um they've uh, they've upped it a notch uh-huh. uh because now they're showing how they do the camera moves just as the technology progresses 
so does like it. But yes, love their films. Missing Link, not so much. But uh, the other ones, I wanted are, to see. Uh, it looks funny as hell. It is funny. It's just very forgettable, and it's certainly not their strongest. Uh, but Box Trolls, I put right up there with Coraline. I love and, Box Trolls. Paranorman, man, that was a really good film. Uh, big, big fan. Uh, love their animation style. This one's a little weirder, a little farther out, but uh, still, I, uh, I will watch a Leica film before. I watch a number of uh, DreamWorks films. Yeah. Like most of their... Eh. Like The Peacemaker? The... Hmm, what? The, no, Peacemaker. Oh, the DreamWorks that animated film. was the very films. first DreamWorks film. Oh, okay. Animated film. Animated. Oh, that's right. It was, it was the very first DreamWorks George picture. Clooney in that George one? Clooney and Nicole Kidman. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, eh, I mean, they're hit or miss, but uh, you know what? How about um, Illumination? What about them? They make for some pretty shitty kids' films. What do they do? Oh, they do like the, the do minions. The, the minions and, and uh, you know what? Despicable Me was a funny movie. Age. The first Despicable movie, Despicable Me movie, it was, was a good. Despicable movie. That's it right. Was, no, the first no, one they're was good. Fine. They're just decidedly for kids. Uh, box trolls, maybe not for kids. No, pretty. Uh, well, they 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 tackle some fairly mature. Yes, they uh, do. And dark themes. Yes, that's what dark, box trolls, especially when you consider like this is like a a boy that like is in a box, like yes. is like the weird. The weird city, no, but it does, it has like a little bit of a Brothers Grimm kind of thing yeah. to it, where it's like, you know, these stories are kind of darker than than the kids will realize as they're watching the movie. It's the kind oh, of yeah. stuff that like, scary. when you come back, like like uh, growing up with The Secret of Nim, and then coming back there to it go. as an adult, and I'm like, damn, this is fucking dark. Like, this is, yeah. I had anticipated that this would be a movie that me and my daughter could sit down and watch. The talking rats nope. are getting stabbed. Yeah. They're fighting. One of them gets crushed, by the way. Yeah, it does. Listen to our uh, Secret of Nim episode nope, from a few months don't. ago. Yeah, it's great. Uh, anyway, so that is the first of our Halloween movies that we saw. What about you? Any uh, Halloween-themed films? Uh, I did not see any Halloween-themed films, mm. but I did finally check out the new Rambo movie. Oh, yeah. That's kind of Halloween. A lot of blood. Yeah, 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 there's a lot of blood. Here's the thing. Uh, I I can't I can't tell you the last time I experienced this, but You can tell me anything. I had downloaded um I had downloaded a pirated copy of this movie and it had like the first the beginning, the first 10 minutes completely different from the movie I saw in the theater. Oh, interesting. It was an overseas because version. Because you got the international version. The international version and okay, so the international version starts off with like a flood, like there's a, hu- a storm going on, okay. a flood, and you've got rescue workers trying to find people that are stuck in a valley. And fucking Rambo saves a woman uh, who was with like some dude, and his, the dude's like, "I gotta go find my wife." Well, earlier on, Rambo had come across the body of a woman who was who had drowned, and so he's like, "No, you won't." F-. And the guy just ran off, and it's like shit. So Rambo was able to save this woman, and then like get her on his horse and ride her out of the valley and get her to emergency workers. And then, like, it kind of went into the story where he's, like, living on a farm, he trains horses, and he's got a niece that he takes care of. The fucking version that I saw in the theaters is, like, he's just, like, on his farm, he's training horses, and he's having these Vietnam flashbacks. Oh. And I'm like, oh, they must not want that nope. overseas. Not they don't show want that. Yeah, to, yeah. like, vilify the Viet Whatever. Cong. You can watch Rambo's 1 through 3 and see that one shit. 1 through 4. 1 through 4? Is he yeah. still in Vietnam? Okay, so four, four? we need to break this down for a second. Do we? So if we're got, Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. Because this is the way that Rambo movies work. This is You've the got way the, fr- the original one. Do you, rem- you remember what that's called? Uh, it's it's the, First Blood. It's just called First Blood. Right. So then the second one was called Rambo, First, first Blood, Blood Part, Part two. 2. Very after confusing. That, after that, you got Rambo 3, mm-hmm. which should have been Rambo 2, First Blood Part 3. three. Then you got 
Rambo, mm. which was the fourth one, which should have been Rambo 3, getting progressively First Blood Part 4. Shorter titles. So then you've got this new one Ram. called Rambo, Last Blood, Rambo 4, First Blood Part 5. Like, no, no, no. I'm not giving it those subtitles. Okay. I'm just saying, like, that's what it if, you're too, if, you're, if you're paying attention, that's what they should be called. This is only the fourth Rambo movie? This is the fifth one that just came okay, out. Okay, there you go. It's the fifth Jesus. It's okay. It's the fourth Rambo. It's the fifth first blood. Got it. The fifth first blood. So makes absolute sense. Last Thanks blood. For clearing that last up for blood me. one. Rambo four. First blood five. I, I, now I hope they make a sequel to this. <laughs> last blood part two. Rambo first blood. Ra- wait, part so it would six. Be, it would be Rambo Rambo five. Yes. First blood part six. Last blood, last blood part, part two. two. <laughs> I love it. Let's just keep going with this. How do you do that? How does a studio let it get so far out of their hands where they're like, fuck it, just you call it what? Rambo because 3? Because when people go up to the... Like, I would love to to be a fly on the wall in the no ticket booth in a, a fucking, theater. A, a, like a transporter movie and says, uh, tickets to Jason Statham 3, please. Yes, or uh, I'll take uh, two for Transformers 3, The Last Night. Or the Dark Knight? What's well, it called? You will say Transformers. Yeah. Oh, what about the what about the Birds of Prey movie? What's the name of that fucking uh, Birds subtitle? of Prey? The Emancipation, uh, Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Proclamation Quinn. Proclamation of yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will do that. They'll just be like, give me the Suicide Squad movie, or give yeah. me the, the Harley Quinn movie, the, or Harley the Birds Quinn. of Prey movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw Rambo. Rambo. It's more of a revenge flick than it is a Rambo movie. Oh. Be- well, wait, aren't they? No, I guess they're not all. So the first the first Rambo, it's about this drifter, a Vietnam vet. Who's making his way through this like bullshit town, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the sheriff is Brian Dennehy, and he's got an issue with like with drifters and with with veterans and That's stuff. Right. And he ends up bringing in Rambo on a bullshit charge, and they like arrest him and they start torturing him and stuff. And he start he has a fucking nom flashback <laughs> in the middle of being tortured, fucking fights his way out of the police district and gets hunted. It's about a manhunt for John Rambo. That's right. And he ends up bringing the fight to them. Uh, and in the book, the First Blood book. Oh, these are some books. Yeah, yeah, the the First Blood movie was based on a book. At the end of the book, John Rambo kills himself. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Kind of hard to sequelize that. So, huh? I guess not. <laughs> They've Good made thing four other films. Somebody had the foresight to leave <laughs> that part on the cutting room floor. So, uh, so yeah, his colonel comes in and talks him basically off the ledge, and then he goes to jail. The second Rambo movie, he's his colonel comes to see him in jail and offers him a job. That might get him released. And what's going on is they want to prove that the Viet Cong still have American prisoners of war. Oh. And Rambo is commissioned to come in and just take pictures. He's not supposed to engage. <laughs> he ends up engaging and like the government tries to disavow any knowledge and leave him alone. Well, he ends up fucking rescuing everybody and flying back to the base. Of course. Shooting it up, but still is free, which is weird. Rambo 3, his uh, his colonel gets kidnapped. He, he asks him to come on a mission with him, and he's like, no way. Well, in the middle of the mission, the colonel gets gets kidnapped, and uh, the father from that 70s show... Um, oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Kirkwood, Kirk, Kirk, Kirkwood Smith. Kirkwood Smith. There you go. Uh, he, he comes to see him and says, like, hey, we need you to go and rescue him. So he does. And then you've got Rambo 4, which is him just saving some people that get lost in Burma. And then you have this one. It has nothing to do really with him saving anybody. Uh, Who is he exacting revenge on? Uh, 
Mexican people. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh no. That'll play well. <laughs> Let me tell you. Timely. There's something about it that really doesn't. There's something that oh, no. really does not play well. Uh, Stallone a Republican or? Uh, I don't know. Interesting. It's it's watching this movie you think made so, me maybe? wonder hmm. what exactly is his affiliation. What's the message? It was uncomfortable. What's the takeaway? Directed- don't mess with Maui when he's on the breakaway. <laughs> and this tapestry here on my skin is a map of the victories I win. Look at the I make everything happen. Look at that mini me tap ta ta ha. Hey! Yeah. Is, is there, coming soon to our diehard party. <laughs> it's, Moana. it's Moana. It's a deep cut. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't recommend it. I didn't. Oh wow! I didn't regret the experience. Oh no! It just wasn't really a Rambo film. Oh. Uh, I don't want to spoil it here for anybody. Nah. But, uh, but yeah, just maybe uh, spend that money on something else. Oh, interesting. Joker's coming out this week. Yeah. Spend the money to go see that. I definitely will be seeing that. Yeah. Excited about that. Uh, so yeah, that's, I, I, I saw that. All right. And, and um, th- really, thank you for making me I not took, regrets. I took that hit. It, well, you know what? And there's a part of me that's like, when I was telling you about it last week, you're like, oh, fuck that. Fuck him. <laughs> and I was like, well, wait a minute. Because there's something, even with that last Rambo movie, where it's like, it's pretty good. Like they still, they put together a pretty tight story. Yeah. Out the window on this. Wow, that's, that's out the fucking window. Disappointing. Yeah, not to me, but for I people just, who wanted to see a good Rambo film, I just feel like it's about time he's put in his time in the Rocky movies. And luckily, the three that they've come back with, with Rocky Balboa, Creed, and Creed Two, even those have been pretty good outings. Mm-hmm. Like it's a good way to to go out. Just let it go. This one should have left. You should have left it alone with that. The the one return with with Rambo, the fourth one. Just leave it at that. It would have yeah. been great. This is like, it's sad. You think he'll move on to some of his it. other uh, franchises? Like like Oscar? Stop or my mom will Stop shoot. Stop or my mom too. will shoot again. <laughs> well, she's Estelle Getty's yeah. dead. Yeah. Tango and Cash again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Now that I say it, <laughs> I'd probably be on board for a Tango, Tango and, and Cash, Cash too. Hell yeah, dude. Last Tango and Cash. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Uh, so uh, so there we go. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners watching live right now on Facebook. Uh, you could talk back to us there, or if you're catching this after the fact uh, in podcast form, you can go to Facebook com slash editing bay or put editing bay in the search bar and that's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes click yep. on that and that's where you can talk back to us let us know what you think about the movie of the week uh, or if you just have some random musings that you want to share with us you can go ahead and do that there as well uh, and so this was my pick it sure was uh, way to kick off the Halloween season well, here Jeff and to tie in with the show that we've got going on at the Pocket Sandwich Theater correct just opened this past weekend the Werewolf of London how'd that go by uh, the it way it went well we've had uh, so far the houses have been good they've been very receptive uh we've got nothing uh nothing but broken doorknobs right now we've got doorknobs breaking off the set we couldn't even make it through opening weekend without breaking without fucking doorknobs coming off the fucking set but Uh you know what it's cool people are loving the the intro video that you put together (laughs) it's gorgeous it's great it's not gorgeous it is it was thrown together in two hours but i appreciate that well you're gonna get paid checks in the mail i'm sure yeah (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh we're we're working on it uh but uh but yeah no so i thought that it might be nice to kind of cross promote yeah and do a show that's kind of within that vein 
Uh, and uh-huh, I see the, what movie, you did there. the movie that we picked is 1994's Wolf, starring Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, and James Spader. Yes. Two and Christopher movies. Plummer. Christopher Plummer's in this. Yeah. Uh, who's the other uh, named? Uh, oh, Richard, Richard Jenkins. Richard Jenkins. Love him. And then uh, surprise appearances by uh, Allison Janney in yeah. her first... Her first uh, bit of dialogue. That's right. She's like in the second or third scene. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, is she going to play a bigger role? Nope. Sure doesn't. Nope. Nope. But not only Allison Janney, yeah. but an appearance David from Spade. a young David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer? What? Where? David Schwimmer plays a cop that tries to arrest Jack Nicholson in Central Park. That's fucking David Schwimmer? It's David fucking Schwimmer. With like the... Where he's like, he took my handcuffs. With the, with the nut mustache? He took... No. Is he not the, a the other cop. So he, <gasps> I didn't he even took, recognize him. He looks just like David. That's why it surprised me. I was like, <laughs> he looks... It's just a part where you didn't watch I mean, I get, you weren't you know, watching. Well, to it's be okay. Honest, Joe, you weren't watching. I, I was. Uh, I, I had my uh, my attention was drawn uh, to other different places because I like to yeah. do research while I'm watching the film. I like to know. Well, I mean, you know, I have two hands. Uh, I don't need one to work a remote. If you're show. lucky, I mean, you might be the drummer for Def Leppard. <laughs> oh God! You know that's funny. Thinking back about that, that um, they must have really liked that guy. He, like he must have really bought brought yeah? a lot to the table. David Schwimmer? No, no, definitely not him. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the oh, drummer the dr- from, from dr- Def Leppard. Def Leppard drummer. Who was uh, like, he was arrested for assaulting his wife like after all... he lost an arm. Oh, really? <laughs> well, can't believe she didn't, uh, wasn't able to get <laughs> away like, from that. <laughs> she could have just fought back. Yeah, exactly. She's got two. <laughs> Unless her two, or does she too have one arm? Uh, no. <laughs> he only so dates women when, with one when arm. When he lost his arm, she got rid of the other one. <laughs> well, So that way, if they stood next to each other, the arms wouldn't get in the way. Actually, she's got two arms. They could sit next to each other in a booth. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. Who gets the armrest? It is so fucking dark. It is so fucking dark. Actually, she had both arms, but only one leg. So that's that's his rule. She's Paul McCartney's wife. She can't get away. (laughs) Oh, Uh, oh, man. So uh, from 1994, directed by Mike Nichols. Check this shit out. Yes. Mike Nichols, who directed Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Mm -hmm. The Graduate, Biloxi Blues, Working Girl, Postcards from the Edge, Regarding Henry, The Birdcage, and Closer. Yeah, a lot so, of good films. So this dude has a lot of good films under his belt. Well, uh, uh, Charlie Wilson's War, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, the Tom Hanks by, movie. Uh, uh, by uh, Aaron Sorkin. That's right. Did, One of his best put, films, Did he put a scene in there? It's a Rudy callback. Did he put that in there? Rudy? Yeah, the Rudy callback where everybody puts their jersey on the oh. table. Because <laughs> he does that in every fucking TV series. There was a long tracking shot where they were walking down a hallway <laughs> talking to each hallway. other. Though. Just in circles. Fucking Martin Sheen showed up for some reason. Yeah, a lot of people showed up. Yeah. Fucking, uh, uh, who's, Mary, who's Mary Poppins? Uh, that would be Julie Andrews. Yes, no. Emily uh, Blunt. Yes. <laughs> Emily Blunt shows up in there for a little cameo. <laughs> Blunt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the budget. <laughs> no, the budget for this movie was seventy million dollars. The box hmm, office it brought in a hundred and thirty-one million. All right, so you so know. it kind of almost it, that's domestic or that's that's worldwide. Dom- oh, domestic. Oh. It didn't make its money back domestically. Yeah, well. This movie came out in 1994, but it looks like it, it could have come out in 1974. It looks like a graduate era. But I, you know what? I, I will I will say that it, it looks like that, and I feel like it was kind of a deliberate choice, though. Well, that's all that Mike Nichols like knows that. how to do. Um, like, uh, God bless him. He's made some fine movies that you've listed there, but uh, he is more. he may as well just be directing stage plays. Like, I don't know that film... Even though he's got some great films under his belt. What's wrong with stage plays? He doesn't, nothing, but like it's its own medium. Uh-huh. He's great at blocking. Uh, he does not really take advantage of the medium of film, I uh-huh. would argue. Okay. Um, he's a big fan of uh, pans and zooms. Yeah, I and, think he's uh, also, I think he's really good at setting up a shot. His, yes, his, yes. His established 
are pretty strong. Like when, when we <sighs> open up on when we like... open up on a character, he's got some good framing going on in this. Like there's one part where James Spader's coming up an elevator across the building, sure, and then there's Nicholson coming up the one that's closer it's, to the yes, camera. Yes, it's the bare like, minimum that's, that's of a good. film is to make sure people are framed and doing Look, it. Look, bro, there are plenty of movies that come out nowadays where people aren't even doing that much work. I, I don't know. I th- I feel like we have the opposite nowadays. Talking about last week's uh, Suicide Squad. Which, uh, after watching this one, I was like, you know, Jenna, what would you rather watch again? And she was like, Suicide Squad. Wow. And really? she hated that film. Huh. Uh, just because she said at least at least it's it's pretty to look at, I believe, is what she said. Okay. I think that depends on your definition of pretty. Um, and I think it depends on what kind of movies you've grown up watching. So, like you mentioned, this movie came out in 1994. Yeah. It's the same year that Double Dragon came out. <laughs> and I already listed all the movies that came out two weeks ago. Yeah. So, I'm not going to do that this time around. But just, like, Pulp Fiction and Jurassic Park. Like, that's all and you Forrest need to know. Gump. And Forrest Gump. Those mm-hmm. films came out the same year. Yeah. I'm not saying it has to be on par, but... Uh, I, I, I'm not a fan of zooms. I'm not a fan of just putting your... It feels... At a certain point, it just feels like lazy filmmaking. Like, he's just putting the camera on a tripod and doing the bare minimum. I don't think it was lazy. I think that he was out of his depth in well, making, that is making a movie like definitely this. definitely true. I think that this was something that should have been... Should have been a younger filmmaker. I think he did a fine job with... And you, you touched on this thing where it's like, maybe he's good at directing plays but not so much film anymore at this point. And that, and that comes through pretty strongly when when you watch this movie because the dialogue, the scenes, they all they do play out like a stage production. Absolutely. And the character development plays out like you're watching a stage production. And it's in that respect that I I kind of enjoyed many aspects of this film, many moments in this film I enjoyed because it had that theatrical feel. There was a, and and I'm starting to feel like maybe it wasn't deliberate. Maybe it was just a lack of knowing any way else to do this. But there were times in this movie where it felt like we were tapping into like the 1930s Wolfman movie and just, it was just in a 90s setting. There was something to me that was fascinating about this film, how it used the, the werewolf thing, the, the whole lichenism they used it. Tom Lycan. One eight hundred five eight hundred Tom. Dub that bitch. <laughs> it's a dog. Uh, no, so uh, so I, I liked how they were using that kind of as a metaphor for a midlife crisis. Yes, that he was kind of he was he was slowly losing his manhood, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, low T, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> but like. It was this werewolf thing that kind of gave him new life and reinvigorated him, mm-hmm. and, and it breathed like this this primal thing into him that that made him. It gave him that 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 winning drive. It gave him yeah, that, gave him the, uh... that that extra bit of passion to attack life, to attack work, and, and his and, wife, and his wife, <laughs> but uh, coworkers. But but at the, on that same token, I didn't like how. They wanted this character, the the Will Randall character, mm-hmm. to have his cake and eat it too. That like right. he's going to be this like flawed character and he's gonna have this this wife who's cheating on him. Mm-hmm. So that gives him because he's gonna meet a really beautiful woman in the first act. That's right. He's gonna meet Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. And obviously we wanna see if they can get together. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to come up with a reason Very why convenient. he breaks up with his wife mm-hmm. and it's gotta be her fault. Yes, because of course uh, James Spader, who's like thirty years his junior, would of course just be attracted to his his uh, contemporary she's a, she's age good wife. Looking woman. Yeah, she was, but, but I, I found that a little bit of a stretch. Like, I found myself I the, going, 
I would have. I wish the James Spader character would have been a little more his age. Would have been a little more believable. More his contemporary. Thought, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but I, I forgive that. See, and and it, I didn't mind so much because mm-hmm. I thought James Spader was doing good work here. James Spader is great at playing an asshole. You know, this was the first movie he did. This is where he met Michelle Pfeiffer. That's right. And it's because of this movie Her that he ended up getting the Boston Legal job. Yeah. Because David E. Kelly. David E. Kelly was developing Boston Legal, and mm. she was like, hey, I worked with this James Spader guy. You should work with him. And he's fantastic in that. He was a fantastic in um, was it Black Hat? White? The Blacklist. Blacklist. That's what it is. He's great in that. I love him in his later years where he gets to play... Uh, somebody who we can be on their side. Yeah, Ultron. Instead, well, maybe not so much. Him, <laughs> but even him, he's kind of like he's a fun villain, even in that movie, doing yeah. the voice. Uh, but he was, but also great at just playing a little sniveling, conniving. Uh, all the the people we all hate. There is a fucking moment in this movie, and he, he they set it up a couple times where mm-hmm. he's kind of playing both sides with Nicholson, which is like when you start thinking of the grand scheme of things, like what's the point? Like why be like this? He's like, he I didn't know. It. I didn't know. Oh, Will. Tell me, what do you want me to do? I'll I'll give it up right now. I'll I resign. Won't do it. I'll resign. And I love that there's a scene later in the film where Nicholson comes into his office and he's like, he does the same thing. What do you What do you want me to do? Like after he finds out he's sleeping with his wife, right? He's like, Will, what do you want me to do? I'll never see I'll, her again. I, do you, I, I'll I'll go in. I'll I'll resign. I'll never see her again. Just tell me. Just tell me, and I'll I'll do it. And Jack Nicholson says, I want you to resign right now. Well, I can't do that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god. And he even has a little moment where he's like. Then why did I say it? I don't know why I said it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And and so in that respect, there's good character work going on in this. Oh, film. absolutely. He's he's fantastic. Um well, I think Nicholson's doing a good job Nicholson's here too. Nicholson's great too. Michelle Pfeiffer's not bad. Look, all the acting is great. It's just um the pacing uh, it's it's so plotting. The pacing is like weird. Nothing like it's 20 minutes before anything of substance happens. They're taking their, a lot of setup. They're taking their cues from a movie that came out a year before this. And that's uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's a good point. Yeah. Coppola made a slow moving. But the thing is, it was a good slow burn. And, and I'm not, I, I feel like such a fucking millennial. Like everything, I have a short attention span. Everything needs no, to be action you're, all you're the right. time. You're Suicide right. Squad is, was better. This is a slow movie to watch. Yeah. It's, it's a, and for some reason, it was still just right for me. Yeah. So it hit me a little bit better than I think it hit you. I, I but I love. I, I have no problem with with uh, a scene taking its time and dialogue, but uh, there, it not every scene has to have that same pacing. Like there has to be an ebb and a flow. Yeah. And there's no and he, it's all ebb and no you. flow. I understand what you're saying. And there's even the parts where he's like he's kind of wolfing out and he chases after the deer. <laughs> oh my god! And it's still it's shot in so slow motion slow. because it's, it's shot motion. in slow motion. Yeah. Not every. The same thing with the big climax fight scene at the end. Everything's in slow motion. And I think that you have to take this into consideration. Mm-hmm. You're, you're asking an already, what, 50-year-old Jack Nicholson to oh, run yeah. around? Yeah. So I have a feeling like we can't do this in real time. Then you get a fucking stunt double. You don't always have to show us. Now, it is impressive that we can actually see sometimes that that's him being thrown up into the, the air. Wires. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's But... At the expense of uh, my attention span, unfortunately. Right. No, and I completely see what you're saying. I agree with you on the pacing. I agree with you on how slow everything is. Mm-hmm. I do think that it would be better. Like there, There's a, a piece to this movie, um, or a, a moment, rather, where I felt like we get it. We get it. It was a couple of it's, times. It's the scene where, but specifically where they use the, they created a special rig to make his ears, his ears move. move. Yeah. But I dug it. I thought it was pretty effective. Uh, it's like at that point, I think everyone's on board. We understand. Oh. What's happening. He's becoming a wolf. I get it. He has That's great like, hearing. But they kind of 
like that should have been the last moment where we dwelled on stuff like that. After that, it should have just like kind of picked up a little quicker, yeah. but it didn't. Mm-hmm. And in any other more competently written film, it would have done that. It would have taken that that moment, and then like we wouldn't have had like every time something happened. It's like an explanation of why he's yeah. able to hear it or oh, why can, he's able to smell it. I can it. smell something from an hour ago. And you'd All call right. me back hearing you dry your hair on the phone. Is, <laughs> is I'm like, okay, we get it, man. We get that you're a wolf. And then there's yeah. that slow-ass scene where she comes into his room and he's handcuffed himself. And oh, Michelle like, Fiverr, yeah. It goes, it, it does, it drags. But at the same time, even though it drags, I fucking love that scene. That's a good scene between two competent actors, and and I appreciate the dialogue. And, and that one, I, I'm okay with. Like, let that one breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- not everything has to be that glacial of a pace, right? Um, and this movie has no reason f- to be over two hours long. Like no. a lot of it can, can be cut. Is it over two hours? Yeah, I thought it was got. an hour forty five. I did too, which is why I was late <laughs> finishing it when you showed up. Uh, so yeah, two hours five minutes. We, uh, I think what. What we experience in the course of this movie um, is a man's midlife crisis. Getting back to that theme, we're experiencing man's midlife crisis. It's told through the backdrop story of a werewolf. Um, And I think that there should be, when it comes to werewolf stories, I agree that there should be a shorthand. There should be a little bit of like, okay, the audience is going to understand that. Mm-hmm. We have to give them a little bit of explanation, but the audience is going to understand the basics of what, like a werewolf story. That being said, I felt like there's two things. I felt like Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. like accepts the fact that he becomes a werewolf <laughs> way too easily. She's taking it pretty well. She takes it super well. It's like, all right, <laughs> let's see you fuck. But then at the same time, <laughs> oh my God. She really was anxious to find out yeah, how werewolves she was. fuck. Exactly. And James Spader wanted to show her. Whoa, James Spader. He has Spader. that line at the end where he's like, oh, have you been fucked to death? I'm like, obviously she hasn't Couple of because she's alive. <laughs> well, he says it to the security guard, too, what he says. Uh, oh, yeah, she looks like the lay of, of the decade. Yeah, the fuck of the decade, yeah. too. Dude, Michelle Pfeiffer looked pretty good. So I, don't know. I mean, maybe not yeah. the fuck of the decade. But she looks, <laughs> uh, at least the month. But there's that. Yeah. And then also there's the scene with... Um, with the old, the guy, the author that Jack Nicholson goes to visit, who's like, I'm dying. Would you please give me your gift? The one who gives your, him the amulets? Your, your black gift. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen so, to our samurai, samurai cop. Episode. Samurai crap. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the guy that gives him the amulet, that scene goes on forever where he explains, like, uh, the wolf. Absolutely. And I'm like, all right. We got it. We got it. Mm. So, uh, th- all of this to say, I get where you're coming from, yet, I still. Despite all the things that I thought I was going to think about this movie, yeah, <laughs> I liked it. I, it's one of those things where, like, at the end of it, now that the two hours has passed, um, hour forty five for me, um, I'm like, okay, I I like what they were doing. Like you said, I love the uh, the, the metaphor uh, that they were going for. It's a different take on on a Wolfman movie. However, having said that, it's telling that the most interesting parts of this of your Wolfman film. Aren't the Wolfman? It's parts. not the Wolfman parts. It's, all, I, it's like, the character development. I, I was more into it once, and specifically this story of him, you know, in a hostile takeover, yeah. and how he switches gears, and how he's able to kind of come back. It was kind of like it um, like lures all the authors of his publishing house to back yeah, with him. Like yeah. that is much more interesting than anything having to do with the Wolfman or Michelle Pfeiffer or fucking J- uh, James Spader turning into Wolfman at the end. Like um, that's. I, and I, I don't know how you fix that aside from getting a different director. Yeah. Because, yeah, he was in over his head. He should not be directing action in any way. And, and apparently he had his editor on set during those action scenes. Oh, God. Like kind of saying, like, all right, well, you have to 
we need this angle, we need this shot, exactly. we need this kind of shot. That's not... That's... Could you imagine if someone like John Landis directed this? Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Somebody who's doing Wolfman films it before. Had a good, it would have had a good energy to it, man. I liked it, too. Yeah, I, I, I would have enjoyed it. Although, uh, another issue I took with it is, and you mentioned it earlier... You're really rooting for him in yeah. those scenes because this poor guy's being fucked over. His wife's cheating on him. The yeah. guy is his protege is is uh, screwing him out of a of a of his job basically. Um, but then he's going around murdering deer and people and gangsters and gangsters. And, it was and really cops. weird in the bathroom where he pulls the fingers out of his jacket. <laughs> it's so nasty so th- with the ring still on it. There's something really funny about that. Oh god. Oh yeah. And in that same scene where he's talking to James Spader. And like tells him he's taking over. He got the deal from Christopher Plummer and lets him he, know he's fired. He starts peeing on him. I love that he pees on him. Okay. Not only that, that was good. he starts peeing on him. He's like, sorry, I was just marking, marking my, my territory, territory and you were in the way. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. That's but I line. love like how James Spader plays it off like a fucking master. Talk about, we talked earlier about like, uh, like a couple weeks back about master classes. Yes. People that should do it. James Spader yeah. should be a fucking master class. Oh, yeah. Because the way he fucking has been performing for fucking decades is something that I would love to get an inside look on. But the way he plays it off, he's like, oh, oh. and he gets, he's, and he's wiping his shoes like, oh. did you suede, you know? He, like, he just got fired, and he's like, oh, there's, these are suede. He's like, sorry, that was asparagus. <laughs> Nicholson's retort was just fucking <laughs> masterpiece. But uh, but no, just the way that that gets played off. It was the funniest part of the fucking movie. Agreed. And uh, I'm not sure it was supposed to be a comedy overall. I know that part was supposed to be humorous. But like, it, I, I would have liked a little more like that. But it, like yes. you said, the more interesting parts of this movie... Yeah weren't the wolf parts or even the Michelle Pfeiffer love story too like that was the one time that I actually felt something in this film yeah uh, aside from that like are, are we rooting for him are we rooting against him I mean like he's kind of an anti-hero but in the end he's just the hero it's okay I, that he kills people I think we ultimately were told in the beginning that we're supposed to root for this guy because he hits a oh, how in, about that opening in, in, shot in an too, opening not unlike the opening to The Shining there was something very him similar. Driving down a him snowy driving a highway, snowy car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he hits the wolf, mm-hmm. but stops. And well, he doesn't really have any choice. He starts skidding. <laughs> yeah, but like he gets out and checks on the wolf, and I'm like, okay, I feel like that's telling us like this he's is a, a good man. Guy. He's a good guy. He's yeah. going to get out and check on the better dog. than I am, Joe. If you hit a woodland animal on your way to work, <laughs> like are you? Are you going to drag its corpse nope. off to the side of the road? Like, no, I was like, man. Sorry, I'm buddy. Gonna, I'm sorry. I'm a horrible person. Back to God. I got Especially in the middle of the night. Yeah. On, the, on like a back road. You don't know how many other wolves are around. Vermont. Yeah. I'm going to keep on driving. But how about those uh, special effects? <laughs> by, uh, they were special. <laughs> special effects. Uh, especially the last bit, it, it, right before the end credits. Where like we look through Michelle Pfeiffer's eyes <laughs> and it takes us through the woods yes. to where is that the Nicholson wolf? Yeah. Is that supposed to be Nicholson? He is fully turned now because he's removed the amulet that was keeping him human. He looks like Gamork from the Neverending Story. <laughs> it looked like uh, something you'd see at Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, like just an animal singing tronic. Elvis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the way the eyes open and kind of roll in the back of its head and yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's pretty embarrassing. Did you? Hmm. When when Christopher Plummer's watching TV with James Spader and there's that whole story about how uh, how Will's wife had been murdered, found murdered. Oh wow! Yeah. Did, okay. Did you notice the weirdly racist painting that was up behind them? It, it shows up a couple of times. It's not very subtle, uh, but yeah, it's like uh, two African American. Well, when, yeah, a, a woman and like her child. It looks like not her children or a child. Yeah, it's a, it's like a white 
child that like they're oh, really? apparently taken care of. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It but was there's weird. like a, there's like a dog in the in the painting as uh-huh. well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They they feature it pretty prominently. A little heavy handed. Um, did you did you suspect that James Spader was going to become a wolf? No. And even after he got bit, did you like notice I when mean, Nicholson bit him? I had kind of forgotten that he bit him. Yeah, because it's fucking an hour later. <laughs> Well, they kind of give it away with the uh, the lens, the contact lenses that they're using. But that's that's well after they they reveal that Will's wife had been murdered. True. Yeah. And you find out like she was murdered by animals. I mean, you just kind of assume that it's Jack Nicholson, right? They yeah. say they found uh, wolf DNA or animal DNA <laughs> mixed in with her DNA, so yeah. it's hard to tell. And now going back, uh, I'm wondering if. If that DNA that they saw was James Spader's, which it could be, obviously. He's uh-huh. the one we find out who, who killed He's Jack Nicholson's wife. Yeah. But also, um, we find out that um, this is spread through uh, Jack Nicholson's seed as yeah. well. Because uh, he is infected. Well, that's that's actually part of that, that meeting Pfeiffer. he has with the author. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where he talks about there are two ways to get it. It's through a bite or through passion. Through romance. And the thing is... Uh, you know, it's like, well, why didn't his wife turn into a werewolf? Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that animal DNA they found was was in her. She was because, starting to turn. Be- I feel like it's because there wasn't really that that passion. She there didn't wasn't have that love. the passion. She yeah. didn't have that passion for him, whereas Michelle Pfeiffer did. That's a good point. Did you think that was too much? That like at the end, Michelle Pfeiffer obviously now has the the lichen seed. Or no, whatever. because at that point, no, I, I I enjoyed it. It was again, anytime something was happening in this film, I'm like, oh, thank God. A plot twist, yeah. Uh, you know, character development. It's too bad it had to wait until the third act uh-huh. to get any of that. It all it all kicks off right after he sleeps with Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. and Richard Jenkins shows up at the yeah. door. The, Your wife the is dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what. Do Richard Jenkins out. has been the same age for thirty years? <laughs> he's one of these guys, like uh, he's Principal Strickland from the Back to the Future movies. <laughs> he's like, just the same he, age. He just always he looked be, that way. He became fifty years you old and has been perpetually fifty. Jen and I were having this conversation the other day about uh, Will Ferrell as well. Like I feel like. Back in the 90s when Will Ferrell was on SNL, uh-huh. he looked like a man in his 40s. Yeah. And now that it's 2019, he still looks like the man in his... So it, it sucked for the first part of his career, uh-huh. but now it's like he's finally grown into his uh, his body. Yeah, that's right. But he's always looked that... that speaking of that, Sasquatch... That suave... He's the missing Link. Debonair. Oh. Mm-hmm. Link. Like Legend of Zelda. That's right. Ooh. <laughs> um, Don't get me started. I uh... Also somebody who turns into a wolf. Oh, wait, that's right. Twilight yeah, Twilight Princess. Princess. There you go. Forgot about that. Um, not a whole lot of awoos for, now, for a wolf movie. Definitely st- staying away from the uh, stereotypes. And I, I, I like that, that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't being too heavy-handed with it. But at the same time, if you're going to make a werewolf movie... It's got to be werewolves. Like I want, and some I heard fucking... that was the big, that was the big uh, criticism for that Benicio Del Toro movie, too. The Wolfman. There was, the, there was quite a bit of oh, was there? wolf in that film. Oh, I heard yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of wolf going on. It's in not it. a lot of wolf, but certainly more than got this. Got a film. whole lot of wolf. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't Van Helsing, but it wasn't this. So it's yeah. kind of somewhere in between. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I like that one actually. I haven't seen it. Favorite Wolfman film? Favorite Wolfman movie, The Monster Squad. Oh, John uh, Grise. Yeah, Uncle okay. Rico is That's the werewolf. pretty good because there's, there's quite a lot of wolf. I'm First gonna... comes Dracula <laughs> and a Wolfman too. I'm going to go Teen Wolf. Love it. Mm. I love that movie, Coming man. soon to an episode of the editing. These thing. waves are mine. <laughs> Not Teen Wolf 2, though. No. 
Sorry, Jason Bateman. Whoa. No. Whoa. No good. But that, he's on the wrestling team this time. You know time. what's awful about that film? That is the Home Alone 2 of Teen Wolf movies. Like, Where it's basically the same thing. Literally. Just, they just changed the sport. Li- and they have he even have the same character who's playing his uncle. It's that, oh, Michael J. Right. Fox's father that's is still c- in it. Connection, that's right. I think that Michael J. Fox was like, no, we said everything we needed to say <laughs> with the first Teen Wolf. <laughs> yes. Hey, they I made some they, good choices. I think they should have made a prequel, Tween Wolf. Tween, tween, tween Wolf. They <laughs> did it. It's wolf. called Twilight. It could be like a, a cross-dressing wolf, Queen Wolf. No, I like that. <laughs> and then like one that stars Charlie Sheen, Sheen Wolf. Sheen Wolf, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to think about things to write with that. Ben Vereen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Spleen Wolf. Spleen Wolf. Starring uh, Pee Wee Herman. Latrine Wolf. Character <laughs> Steve McQueen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, Mr. Bean Wolf. Oh, 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 I like that. <laughs> all right, Rowan that's, that, that's all I've got. Already looks like a like <laughs> Um so there were uh there were some problems with uh with this movie in, in mm-hmm. productions in the oh, production no. room. Do yeah, tell. I guess uh the writer, Jim Harrison, mm-hmm. left the production <laughs> writer. Left the production early because of creative differences with the director. Claiming oh, that he wanted to make a film, he wanted the movie to be kind of a, a Dionysian uh, uh, story uh, where I don't know that word. Mike Nichols wanted to make it Apollonian. Well, oh, gotcha. Where it's like kind of an op- like a decadent. Right. He wanted the werewolf to be kind of a decadent thing, where you know Mike Nichols wanted it to be a power thing, mm. and we see that on the screen, yeah, you know, true. and. And I'm not sure that Mike Nichols went the wrong way as far as the characters go. No, that absolutely just, makes sense to me. Yeah, he just he just didn't go the right way when it came to actually directing wolf action. Yeah. Making the wolf, when you have a movie called Wolf, <laughs> that should be the catalyst yeah. for what moves forward in the film. And it's kind of not. It's very secondary. It's kind of a side effect to everything else. And what's weird is, for a movie that I really like the characterization that's going on, it's yeah. ironic that we don't know anything about our protagonist until like the first thing we see him do is driving is driving and hit a wolf mm-hmm. and be, like usually in a movie like this nowadays you would get like kind of the background story on him and find out what kind of guy he is you know and then he hits the wolf and like oh you know instead he hits the wolf and we're spe- we're left for the next hour and a half still wondering like well what kind of guy is he I'm kind of I'm okay with the movie starting small and then ever expanding and learning yeah. more about the character um, but you're right it's a weird place to start the film uh-huh. like I feel like we should have seen him on his trip in Vermont maybe he's because he he describes what happens later oh he had to sweet talk somebody into into sticking around um, uh, 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 an author right or publisher yeah. yep uh, that would have been some nice character development. We could have seen to see how he did it straight off the yeah. Because it's not like the, the kind of business he does. <laughs> it's not like oh, we felt the movie was started off so slow, so we had to reshoot. The movie still starts off pretty yeah, slow. It starts off really like slow. the first half hour. He's driving on ice. Very. It's slow. very slow. Well, thin ice, I'll say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it could have. We could have uh, learned more about that. I, I I did think that was odd as well. Yeah. Um, what other notes do you have for this? Because we've gone through all mine. We Honestly, gone. I didn't take a whole lot. Yeah, I didn't either. Because I enjoyed watching it. Well, I wish I much, could say that was the reason. To, much to Hillary's chagrin. She, oh, yeah? Not a fan? She's like, I'm just popping in. Wolf, thumbs down. Yes, thank you, Hillary. I, I agree with you. I, I, I certainly appreciate what I was trying to do. And I, I like most of Mike Nichols' films. Listen, he's got a particular style, right? Like, yeah. he has his strengths and he has his weaknesses. And I think both are on display here. <laughs> well, Mr. Wolf, are uh, you trying to seduce me? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, sorry, yes. just going into graduate territory. Uh, so <laughs> would you recommend this movie? Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I can. I don't think that the themes and the characters are strong enough to make up for the film's shortcomings. I think it's boring for the most part. I don't think uh, you get a lot of the payoff until that last act. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't think the payoff is worth it. I think the performances are nice. I think James Spader's a, a, a consummate villain. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's kind of a zero. What this. about the Michelle Pfeiffer's, though? Uh, not, not her strongest role, either. She... she she is they, likable. They actually, believe it or not, beefed up this role for her. Really? Because originally the role was just damsel in distress. I mean, she's got more dialogue, I'll give you that, but I don't know that that... Uh, she, she doesn't really come off as more than just like, a, oh, I was a rebellious teenager, and now I'm a dark and mysterious and Now I'm adult. still rebellious. Exactly. Living in yeah. my dad's, you know, yeah. outhouse. Yeah. Uh, uh, but not a lot of development for her. I, uh, I would recommend it. Yeah, I would I recommend tell. it because I feel like... You get some good performances, especially the work that's going on between Nicholson and Spader, I think is is really strong. And there's something there to be enjoyed. If you enjoy watching just two good actors go toe-to-toe mm-hmm. several times throughout a movie, not counting the wolf versus wolf action at the very end, yeah. which it is kind of funny to go, that's James Spader and Jack Nicholson having to act like dogs biting each other at the end of this movie. Yeah. Like, they seriously, these two fucking Oscar caliber <laughs> fucking actors were told by somebody, get on all fours, yeah. bark like dogs, Lunge and at bite each other. Each other. Yes. <laughs> huh. Uh, apparently, James Spader's stunt double in this got like horribly injured yeah. while working on the movie. Yeah. That's terrible. But uh, I like the, the character work. I like Michelle Pfeiffer. I do agree. It's kind of a nothing burger role. <laughs> but I do like the work. I like the work she does with Nicholson. Like the work they, they did good together chemistry. Witches of Eastwick. They were great right. in that together as well. And they were both Batman villains. Yeah, that's right. The Joker <laughs> so and Catwoman. There's that. Coming together. Uh, so Literally. I like, I like the work they're doing. There was something in me that was afraid of seeing Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer, the age discre- uh, disparity, and seeing that. And I really thought that was going to take me out of the film. And I was okay with it. How far apart are they? I don't feel like they're that far apart. I feel like there's probably a good 20, 30 years between them. Uh, maybe 20. Maybe yeah. coming on. Maybe in the, certainly in the teens. That's still pretty significant. Yeah. Uh, and visually, they definitely look like there's an age gap between the two of them. <laughs> yes. But I, got, I bought it. Like, the, the relationship, the, the way that they work with each other, even with her accepting that he's a wolf so easily, yeah. like, without any argument, without any no second problem. guessing. No yeah. I still, I still dug the work they were doing. So yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. I would recommend this movie. All right, for well, that reason, if you're looking for a werewolf movie, no, would not recommend it in that respect. Teen Wolf, all the way. Uh, what did Wolf do right? Um, again, Mike Nichols is great, um, working with uh, good dialogue and a good script and great actors. Uh-huh. Um, he has a couple of those things here. I feel like that the characters were fairly well fleshed out, at least the ones that needed to be, save uh-huh. maybe for Michelle Pfeiffer. But I love the dynamic between. Christopher Plummer and James Spader and, and, and Jack Nicholson. Christopher Plummer, too. We really didn't touch on him. No. He's doing good work in this movie as well. And, I lo- and, and this really is a movie for adults. Like, uh-huh. I don't think anybody under 20 will kind of enjoy it because there's so much that is kind of said between the lines. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's what Mike Nichols is good at. You feel like... The context. It doesn't... Or the subtext, right? Yes. The subtext is strong. He's not over-explaining what the characters are... are need to be feeling uh-huh. like you know where, where lesser directors would feel like uh, oh we gotta spell it we out we need to literally say what they're thinking and like no you get it you get it from context and and they would have been throwing in a number of horrible dog puns throughout the course of oh, the movie oh hell yeah and there's I mean there are some some points in the movie where you're like uh, 
but they they didn't go so far as to like where you're rolling your eyes every couple scenes where it's like ugh. There is that callback at the end when Michelle Pfeiffer is is smelling the alcohol on the cops right, but, that you realize but they she is turning as well. I yeah, that's fine though. But what I'm talking about is if someone were to walk up to Jack Nicholson like the night after a rough night and he's all disheveled and they're like, "Hey, little hair of the dog that bit like <laughs> yes. nobody did anything like that that's like that's true. that's fine yeah. you know uh, uh look what the cat dra- who let the dogs out <laughs> yes <laughs> luckily Good that point. hadn't come out yet uh, but uh all right cool so the uh <laughs> poor old puppet what do you think it did but uh what i thought this movie did right obviously i just touched on it the performances yeah. of our main cast our principal cast is giving giving more than they really needed to in a movie like this it's just Hitting it from a, an acting standpoint, hitting it out of the park. It's definitely an actor's film, and that is that's something that I lament is the fact that like because of the this movie, because of what it is and what people are going to see if they see trailers, they're not going. Most people will not get to enjoy the performances actually going on in this movie, they're, because it's going to be prejudged by what they're seeing from the wolf stuff. Yeah, and, and also the wolf stuff in this movie is so weak that it brings down the legitimate performances that are going on in this film. Agreed. What did the movie do wrong? Uh, I, I'm just not a fan of Mike Nichols' visual style. Yeah. I wish... I wish he would do something to accelerate the pacing. I wish uh-huh. I wish there were more... That, and it's like, again, I, I feel like a short attention span uh, millennial, but there needs God to be some momentum. You can, ha- you can have things breathe, but then... I mean, look at David Fincher. David Fincher makes some talky fucking movies. He does. Quentin Tarantino makes my Aaron's organ. Some talky fucking movies. Also true. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, But he's able to use the medium of film uh, and and tell it in in a more artsy way. This is literally like like this could be a stage play. Yeah. And I think he would have directed it exactly the same. Well, you can you could definitely see while the scenes are playing out. It's like you can almost hear the stage direction in your head. Yeah, like, yeah. like you know when they do the, the Oscars for Best Adapted Screenplay <laughs> yeah. and someone like reads the text that's yes, on yes. it? As, I feel like there's something like that that's out there somewhere. Yeah. What I felt like this movie did wrong, I'm going to touch a little bit on what you said. I think the writing. I think that the performances, they are doing some amazing work with what was written because what's written isn't very good. Not a lot. Um, so I think the writing suffers. I think if you had Wolf written by Aaron Sorkin, someone like that, I think you would definitely have a film that popped a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think what's going to solve a lot of your pacing problem that we were talking about is a score that moves. Ooh. The music in this movie That's is That's a good point. Horrible. It sounds like the soundtrack to Castlevania. It's well not just and not <laughs> just Castlevania, but it's like it, it, you remember how we were talking about uh, heart condition? How there, there's this weird like <laughs> Boy, jazz that's going on while yeah. they're. It, it's not that bad in this movie. There's a little bit of sax. But it's pretty close. Like there's bad saxophone. Like shit that just does not fit Mm-mm. in the context of a werewolf movie that you're trying to make. Like it, it doesn't fit. It, it, it's almost like the soundtrack is stuck in an episode of Moonlighting. And <laughs> and that is not the story that we're trying to tell here. Ironic though. So like yeah, the yes it is. It's very ironic. Uh, so yeah, what I thought this movie did wrong, the writing com- also combined with the score, with the music that just does nothing to help propel. And it we forward. talked that uh, John Williams apparently was in talks to uh, score this yeah, film. He was going to do it mm-hmm. if not for Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. Yes, thank God. That he too. already had. Yeah. That wouldn't that be funny if he was like, sorry, sorry, Stephen. <laughs> I got this movie it's very called Wolf. I got this Nicholson movie. This Nichols Nicholson joint. Oh, it is, isn't it? 
<laughs> Apparently, Jack Jack uh, Nicholson was trying to get this movie made for like twelve years. Yeah, he'd with been, another director. He'd been like championing this movie for a long time. Sucks to be that other director. So I feel like, really bad. Yeah. yeah, or does it suck to be that other director? Well, <laughs> or did they dodge a bullet? I don't know. I think that maybe the movie would have been better. It could have been. Uh, all right. So if we were going to remake Wolf today, yeah. how would we do that? Uh, looks like a recast six. I, I have six say. as well. I sure did. Uh-huh. Who's your bottom of the... T- do you have a theme or something? Huh, I do. I kind of do, but it's not... Uh, we could just keep... We could go back and forth. Okay, let's do that. Uh, uh, who's your low man? I got uh, Mrs. Randall, the wife. Mrs. Randall. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Charlotte Randall. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Halle Berry is going to be my Charlotte Randall. Ooh, interesting. I like where you're going with this. I went with uh, Leah Thompson. Love Leah Thompson. Yeah. Love her. Appropriate age. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Well, Leah, maybe not Leah that. Thompson. But uh, Back <laughs> to the Future. <laughs> but wait a minute. That's like another movie with an animal. A <laughs> were duck. She only does movies with animals. <laughs> uh, all right. Who do you have duck. next? Uh, I went with uh, Richard Jenkins, the cop. Richard Jenkins. Mm-hmm. How about Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi's good, man. How about my detective Bridges is Jason Bateman. Oh, interesting. A little mm-hmm. younger, although he's 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 pushing about the right now, age right? now. He's yeah. about the right age. I like that. Emmy award winning Jason oh, Bateman. Did he win for, he won for best Ozark? actor? Yeah. Do you, have you watched that show? I haven't yet. Oh, it's a great show. Yeah. And he is really good at it. It's uh, it's nice to see him not do Arrested Development, mm-hmm. like kind of branch out and well, play uh, it's an nice anti-hero. To, it's nice to see that he hadn't been like pigeonholed in that. Like that's all we see you now as is that and Cotton McKnight. Or not Cotton McKnight. <laughs> I can't remember the character's name Something from Dodgeball. Like yeah, yeah. Dodgeball Pepper, Pepper Brooks. There you go. There you go. All, All right. right, so uh, who's Chris- next? Christopher Plummer? Christopher Plummer was the Raymond Alden yeah. was his character's name. The, the uh, CEO. Michael J. Fox. Oh, interesting. Is my uh, my Christopher Plummer. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, I think I see what you're doing here. Yeah? I think I've got it. Are you doing... Uh, Halle Berry? Halle Berry because she was in Catwoman? Possibly. Oh. Okay, all yeah, right. I could be. All, uh, all animals could be. in your cast. Maybe. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I went with... Uh, Max... There may be one that doesn't fit. Okay. I went with Max von Sydow only because... Love Max von Sydow. For a while there, I thought that Christopher Plummer was Max von Sydow. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, oh, you it's not him? Well, it's just There are worse things that you could have mistaken him for. <laughs> Max von Sydow, man. The best thing about that uh, Stallone Judge Dredd movie. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot he's in that. He's the only one that lends that movie any credence at all. <laughs> all right, so the next... Uh, I have Laura Alden, the Michelle Pfeiffer's oh, character. Let's do her, all right. Uh, played by Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams, interesting. Is that the outlier in your uh, uh, theme here? Maybe. Rachel McAdams. Uh, I went with Uma Thurman, mm-hmm. the bride. Nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, so you obviously we want to do the uh, James Spader character first, Stuart Stinton. Let's do him. Swinton. Uh, have you ever seen a show called Breakout Kings? I have not. Okay. Well, fuck. I don't know what else this guy's well, done. Well, I'll look him up. Uh, look up a, a actor named Jimmy Simpson. J I M M I Simpson. Actor from Date Night. Yes. Oh God damn. Oh yeah. He's in. Uh, he was in. Um... Date Night. He was in. Didn't I, he was also in House of Cards. House of Cards. Yeah, that's right. That. Uh huh. I uh, love that guy. He is this generation's James Spader. He totally fucking is too. So, there you go. Love that guy. All right, I like it a lot. Oh yeah, look, he's in Westworld as well. Uh huh. All right. I'm, a lot of alliteration there. Westworld as well. What? What way? <laughs> the, the 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 keyword is whiskey. <laughs> I went with uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale's good for my James Spade. That's great. And uh, Will Randall. Here we go. Who's going to play your wolf? I went with Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen. Oh, shit. Yeah, Jenna helped me pick this one. Oh, so that's there's good, There's a little man. bit of a Tarantino thing going on. Yeah. Michael Madsen, Uma Thurman, and, and uh, Steve Buscemi. Bro, I went with Hugh Jackman. 
<laughs> of course. And there's there's one point in the final fight where Jack Nicholson is fighting James Spader where they're like all wolfed out. Yeah. And he kind of has a bit of a Hugh Jackman vibe if, going If he on. had the claws, yeah. but he's totally in the pose and he's got the hairstyle and uh-huh. everything. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Uh, all Which of I- this directed by the Babadook's Jennifer Kent. Oh, there you go. All of mine directed by Quentin Tarantino. So where's the Rachel McAdams? I don't, I, Rachel McAdams was, I don't think oh, she okay. was, she was my outliner. <laughs> Outlier. Quint- uh, Jimmy Simpson, I think, did a, uh, fuck, what was he in? I can't remember now. Okay. You're putting me on the spot. No, I don't remember. No, I know I, 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 just thought I maybe... picked him for a reason other than the fact that he just seems like this generation's uh, he absolutely does. Uh, James Spader. I go. almost said Christian Bale like three or four times. <laughs> um, so yeah, there you go. Guys, if you have cool. any thoughts about the movie Wolf, if you have any thoughts about how we cast it, uh, recast it, go ahead and give us your thoughts on it. And uh, then also give us your suggestions for movies that we can watch in the future. Just go to editing bay or not editingbay.com, uh, <laughs> facebook.com slash editingbay or in the search bar on Facebook. Put in the editing bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. That's where you can talk back to us and let us know all the things. Uh, and uh, we've also got a website, right? That's right. It's facebook.com slash the editing bay. Oh, wow. Hey. <laughs> no, it's uh, not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com. When you go there, uh, you're going to find all the links to our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well as our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. Please follow us there. You'll always be the first to know what movies we have coming up. Sometimes I post little fun things. Follow us there. Uh, also, you can subscribe now on uh, Spotify. If, oh, what? Uh, you don't want to use Apple Podcasts or whatever you're using. Spot- Spotify is uh, now in the podcast, and we are now on Spotify. So you can do that, all that and more on editingbay.com. Cool. Guys, leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. Uh, five-star rating would be fantastic. And then a review. Leave a little bit of something about what you like about the show. Mm-hmm. Even if there's something that you think we could be doing better, leave your criticisms. Just make sure it's a five-star criticism. That's it. Uh, if you leave anything less than five stars, Dude, you're kind of a dick. Like, why waste your time leaving a, a, a less than perfect review? Uh, help us. Don't hurt us. What are we going to do next week, Joel? Well, Joe, we've been teasing this for quite a few weeks now because uh, we're coming up on a big milestone for this uh, little podcast here. We've been doing this, gosh, almost five years now. Holy shit. And uh, if we'd been doing it consistently, we would have reached this milestone sooner. But now. We are finally at the point where we're coming up on episode number 300. And Can so you believe we're going to do Debbie Does Dallas. That's right. It, it would only make sense, Joe. <laughs> it's only obvious that we, we do. We have to put this way on the nose. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fun. Listen, how many times do you come... Like, when we did the 200th episode, there was no movie called 200. No. We probably would have done it then. You're right. But there is a movie titled 300. That we'll be reviewing on our 300th episode. About Spartans. That's right. This is Sparta. Sparta. Red sauce on pasta. Man, you want to talk about a movie that is shot almost exclusively in slow motion? Yeah. A little, can't, that and we'll can't wait to find out what you think about that. Have this in common. <laughs> well, a little prettier to look at, it, one it, would argue. It is a pretty film, and you've got some uh, some good performers in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, next week, going to be talking about 300. Might have some guests as well oh. for Celebrate the Occasion. Hell yeah. Uh, and a, uh, a a special announcement. Oh. Uh, also something new oh. uh, coming to oh. the uh, the little editing bay oh. network that oh. uh, we'll be announcing next oh. week. Oh. That's what you call a tease, motherfucker. Are you guys pregnant? No, about the podcast. Oh, about I'm the sorry. Podcast. Are we pregnant? <laughs> yes, we are pregnant <laughs> with episodes. Oh, oh, God. We have 300 now. They're just coming out. Each one orifices. is like our children. Well, yeah. but some we love more than others. <laughs> just like our children. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I don't have anything else other than, oh, yeah. 
Pocket Sandwich Theater, oh, Werewolf yeah. of London. Ow. Man, I got to plug this damn thing. Plug it. Uh, the Werewolf of London. Uh, you go to pocketsandwich.com to get your tickets. Check out this cast, man. They're working hard. They put on a good show for you, uh, and they deserve uh, your attention. So uh, go check it out. Again, pocketsandwich.com. The Werewolf of London running until November 16th. Do you have anything? Uh, I do not. All right, guys. Well, Jeff, thank you very much. Bleh. Joel, always a pleasure. Ow. We will catch you guys next week for 300. Bye. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.